Teaching Ministry of Pastor Taiwo Odukoya, the Senior Pastor of the Founding of Life Church. It is our prayer that the message you're about to hear will no doubt shapen your destiny in Christ. Be blessed as you listen. Father, take all the glory now, even as your word comes. And let my lips, let your word come with precision and with power. Let them meet the need for which you are releasing them. And be glorified. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Two Sundays ago, we began to look at uh, a topic which, of course, is in the series now, the church and the nation. And our main scripture has been Second Chronicles in chapter 7, verse 14. Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. And it reads, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. Hallelujah. I won't cap for too long because I want to at least make a move. A little progress today. One thing that we made clear to ourselves, of course, and made clear to us by the Spirit of God, is the fact that God was not punishing them. He wasn't indicting them. He was responding to their overtures of love. They had poured out so much towards God in the dedicating of the temple, the whole nation was glad. Their joy was palpable, in fact, was evident. The king came out. The king led the procession of worship and praise. As much of fact, we're told that by the time the king finished praying, thanksgiving to God at the dedication of the temple, the glory of God came down. So much so that even the priests were not able to stand. And that was something else. It was, and the Bible told us that the sacrifices were unusual. Never such amount of sacrifices in Israel. Never. So everything was outstanding. So you can imagine the joy in the heart of God. And God was responding, and that was when he said to them that, look, even if I, the creator, decided to send locusts to wipe out your land, your economy, if I send wars and pestilence against you in reaction to the fact that you would have offended me, it wasn't that they had offended. He said, and you pray, my people pray, I will change it. I will stop it. And we're bringing out a principle from here that in every nation, God has a people. 
And as goes the church, goes the nation. And as a matter of fact, if you've been listening on Thursdays and Sundays since we started, I can never make it a little easier. As goes the man, as goes the woman, goes the home, particularly the man. As goes the home, goes the church. Don't kid yourself. It's how you take God at home that you will present it to us in church. Even if we look like we don't, my wife and I, we don't even, we never even, apart from smile, we don't do anything. One day it will seep out. So be yourself, whether at home, or in the marketplace, or in the church. As goes the man, goes the home. As goes the home, goes the church. As goes the church, goes the nation. And when we're talking of home, of course, responsibility of a, a proper home is on the church, is the Christians. So we looked at this. But one thing again you see is this. His people, it wasn't like they were sinning. So he anticipated that they would sin. So he made provision. But one good thing that I want to understand is that the thermostat for a nation is the church. We are God's point of contact. And that's why anybody can assume anything and can see anything they want to do about the situation in the nation. That's okay. We have the right to, to complain. And honestly, I'm not saying we should not complain when we have to complain. But please, if you are complaining without praying, don't you think that is equal to frustration? Think about it. We condemn, we complain, we judge without praying. Frustration. God forbid. In the name of Jesus. When you have the power to change it. I can go on and give you examples in the Bible and out of the Bible that God, because of a man, will hold a nation together. Wait until the man exits. <laughs> wow. God held it together because of one man. So my people, and what are they supposed to do? Pray. And of course we reminded ourselves that of course what else, what, really, what else could you be doing if you're not praying? We understand that some people take prayers to substitute for any other thing that they should do. They are lazy people. And so they don't want to wake up from bed. They say, I will pray. God will cook my food and bring it and put it in my mouth on my bed. Uh, that's not what we're saying. The Bible has declared that God has made you a partner with him on earth. So there are responsibilities expected of you. But that does not negate prayer. As a matter of fact, for you to be able to fit into what God has called you to do and be proper, you need his guidance. You need to pray. You need to constantly communicate. We can never belittle prayers. But again, we have to warn ourselves. Prayer cannot substitute for what you ought to do. He says, the man that does not work shall not eat. So if you sleep on your bed for morning tonight and say, I'm fasting, I'm praying for the whole year. I hope you understand what I'm saying. My people must pray. My people must pray. My people must pray. And Jesus set a good example for us all through his life. He always, he was always talking to the Father. 
In fact, he revealed the secret of his success, the secret of the mystery of his life and ministry. You know who he was? He said, I don't do anything except as I see. I'm always keeping I'm always watching. I don't say a word except as we have talked about it. I don't say a word except as I've heard him say concerning it. That's what I say. So I say what he says concerning an issue and I get results here on earth. And of course, you see, at the tomb of Lazarus, you know what he said? He said, I thank you for that. I said, look, the reason I'm doing this, you always hear me when I call. That's so that they may know that you called me. So he did it in their presence. We must pray. And that's what we've been looking at. Glory be to God in the highest. Then, last Sunday we took it further. If we're praying, the Bible says, do you think you can really pray as he expects you to pray? Can you pray perfectly to get the perfect results you anticipate with your own power? He says we don't even know how to pray as we ought to. So we begin to see dimension of the Holy Ghost in the matter. God just said something to me now. He said, you've been hearing people give testimonies. This service is for you. In the name of Jesus. There are certain things that you don't repeat twice. You just keep quiet. But I'm permitted to repeat it. You've heard people give testimonies. Yours is coming out of the service. In the name of Jesus. Ah, really? Try. At least that person is here under the sound of my voice. So he said, we don't even know how to pray as we ought to. So we begin to see the dimension of the Spirit in this matter. After all, the Bible says in all our ways we should acknowledge Him and He will direct our part. And so we began to look at the church. Relevant to the nation, the Bible says in 9.31 of the book of Acts, say, and the church had rest. Or the church had peace. And they were edified. And working in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit, they multiply. And so we got to look at the benefit that the church has in the comfort of the Holy Spirit. That was last Sunday. So I take it from there straight away. Glory be to God in the highest. I say, glory be to God in the highest. And last Sunday too, we stressed as it were. Why my people, we stressed that last Sunday. Because God does not just give assignment without preparing you. No, he won't. <laughs> when God says, hey, Tyro, I want you. God knows you will succeed. Oh yeah, definitely. Oh, definitely. If God says, Johnson, marry Mary, it's because you are capable to be the husband. And Mary, you are capable to be the wife. God is not flippant. No. 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 Glory be to God in the highest. Do men fail? Oh, yeah. Why do they fail? When they don't take serious, what God takes serious? Who are these people? The ones of whom he said, you are the light of the world? You think he will, he will give the assignment of shining 
on earth if it, if you won't make you if you wouldn't make you light no you are the light of the world as well as you are a city on a hill many will be influenced by you you know says let your light shine the issue is not the darkness i know there is darkness shine is somebody hearing me <laughs> let your light shine so that comes to you agreeing with him and believing that if he's made me light i am light i may not feel like light i may not look like light I may, but i am light i am light because he says i am light i shine because i am light and when i shine the darkness cannot because he says so That's faith. And listen to me well, church. That's exactly how God expects you to live on earth. There's no doubt. Sure. The just shall live by faith. Hey, look at the trouble. Look at look at that's why I say shine. Shut up. You do what I ask you to do and see whether anything will be able to stand. Who are these people? Those who he has redeemed by his blood. Those who are now sons in the kingdom. Those who wield authority. But it's only what they allow on earth that happens is what they disallow to happen. But pastor, things are happening because you are yet to understand fully who you are. Take your stand. Hey, listen, listen, listen. If my people will only humble themselves and pray. Who are these people? They are blessed in and out. Oh yeah. With every spiritual blessing heavenly place, they are already blessed. Hallelujah. Everything created waits to hear commands from them. And it gets more interesting when they understand who they are by their identity and what they have, and they are in agreement. That's another aspect of this thing. God does not. That was a mistake the unfaithful servant made. Because Jesus was given a parable of himself and his kingdom. And what was he saying? The unjust servant said, eh, I know you to reap. God never reached you like it doesn't so. That's wickedness of the heart of man. I imagine he was looking straight in his face and he was saying, you, I know you're reaping. He said, you know I reap. Eh? Then what are you doing? Go to where they reap what they sow. If you know, why are you? God will never reap where he has not sown. Fundamental to his kingdom is the principle of seed and harvest. Yeah. He gave his only begotten son, so he has the right to call us sons. Ah. Who are these people? You know, we cannot touch on this last Sunday. They are God's battle axe. They are his workmanship. The Bible makes all this clear. And that's why it's not calling everybody, it's calling his people, my people. I'll take it from there. And it's not enough to have made you this way. When he's sending you, he goes along with you. 
And look at it. Yes, it's the responsibility of the church, but who makes up the church? It's the people. Explanation. Quickly help me turn to the book of Ephesians in chapter 4. In Ephesians chapter 4, I'll just quickly jump to 9. Now, this, he ascended Jesus. Um, what does it mean but that he also first descended into the lower parts of the earth? Hallelujah. He who descended is also the one who ascended far above all heavens that he might fill all things. There's no way you want to define it. It is created. Oh, you can't hide it from God. He created it. I said there are no secrets. Whether in the spiritual realm or in the physical realm, where you can hide to do the fire of God will fall there. He will touch you. Oh, fire. His presence will be there. The say, where can I go from his presence? Where can I hide? Nowhere. He feels all in all. Eleven. And he himself gives some to the apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, some teachers, for the equipping of the saints, for the equipping of the saints, for the equipping of the saints. Some person says for the perfecting of the saints, for the perfecting of the saints. Some person says for the maturing of the saints. Good. For the equipping of the saints. Why the saints? Because they will do the works of the ministry. Uh-huh. Why will they do the works of the ministry? So that the body of Christ may be edified, may be established, may be built up. Glory be to God in the highest. See, that's the church now built up for action. How individuals are dealt with. Individual contributing. Everybody has something to do. Individuals equipped. Prepared fully for work. The ministry. And together, building the body. That's why anywhere you find yourself built. Don't be an agent of division or destruction. Even if you are so insecure, don't let your insecurity become a problem to you. Ask God to heal you and re-establish you. It says, till we all come to the unity, hallelujah, of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, all of us, a perfect man, uh-huh, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should be no longer be children, just to and fro, as long as we are children, hey, but the church has a responsibility, our prayers. I'll deal with this some other time. Let's say the church, I talk of the local assembly and I talk of the body of Christ. Look at 15. But speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head, that is Christ, from whom the whole body jointed and knit together by what every joint, every one that has been equipped, that has been perfected, every joint, hallelujah, supplies according to the effective working by which every part does its share. This thing I'm talking about, if fountain would not play his role well and get the church to understand and get the individual to get into it, if redeemed will not do the same and battle not do the same, there will continue to be division in the house, in the body. And can two work together? Except they agree. So what happens if fountain is divided among yourself? What happens if your home is divided? You give the devil the key. God forbid in the name of Jesus. I like to tell us when a wife, it's not for fun that God says, hey, woman, your husband is the head. Let him 
You know what that means? Let him be the head. So I tell the man, say, I'm the head. Did God tell you you are the head? Well, I'm the head. If you are shouting, I'm the head, that means you are not the head yet. That means that you are, we are yet to assume your place. We start the head. Those who would like to come to your home will be afraid of you. If you know who you are, you don't tell the man, I'm the head, I'm the head. I am your head after all. You didn't submit. You are not submit. If you are the light, shine. That's all. No, let's face it. If you are the light, shine. So if you say, I'm the light, I'm the light, I'm the light, the tender I'm the light after all. Uh-uh. Tell him, just shine. Okay. Every part supplies you have something. Our duty is to make sure you get to that place where you begin to produce and supplies your parts. We all need your part. We all do. We need your part to be perfected. And that's why any whole house will not allow division because you need all the supplies. You see, maturity says, we are no longer children. It's children that want to be my own, my own. My own call my own. That's children. Don't you read it? Everybody has something to supply. I've gone this route to let you know that see, the church must be prepared for this. So the question is again, what are we preaching from the pulpit? I'm talking generally. And we are complaining about the nation. And that's why we have the benefit of the comfort of the Holy Spirit. And what that does is that it will make perfect your imperfection. You will fight your battle. You will hold your peace. The amazing thing is that this thing was well known in the Old Testament, though it wasn't fully available to them. So I asked myself the question, I said, God, what if I can understand it as much as David did, or even half as much? But I know I can even more than that by your spirit. And you are helping me and I will. You say, oh, David, remember when David messed up with Bathsheba? I mean, he me- uh, if you are God, you will kill him now. You strike him dead. I wouldn't have spared him. But thank God, God is not a man. That's why we all are here today. Our God to be counting our thoughts and our sins. But hear what David said. He said, cast me not away from your presence. Oh! And take not your Holy Spirit from me. Ah! He knew what was most important. <laughs> God, do everything, but please. Hey! He knew that when God calls you an assignment, He comes with you. Fighting has just started. In the name of Jesus. He said, we speaking, I, in Christ Jesus, I, in the name of Jesus. I say in Christ Jesus, it's time we're speaking. In Christ Jesus, it is time we're speaking. Glory be to God in the highest. After the fire. Hear Moses in Exodus chapter 33. You keep on telling me to take these people. You keep on telling me to take these people to the land which you have promised them and you will clear the way. You will it, you can only but you haven't shown me who will go with me. Uh-uh. Because, look, get to understand God. When he appoints you, 
He anoints you. When he appoints you, equips you. He will go with you. Come on. But you see, he's a gentleman. He goes with you in the person of the Holy Spirit. He doesn't do what you don't want done. Oh, you want to do it alone? So I can take the glory. Hey, go ahead. But the moment you say, shall we? I submit to you. He takes over. He does it and presents you like you are the one that has done it. And the person who is not smart too will begin to take all the accolade of men. Not knowing that you should give it back to him. It's for his glory. He will never do that. I'm talking to the husband who is almost frustrated, the wife who is almost frustrated, the parents who are more frustrated. I'm talking to you right now. That there is a new beginning for you in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Except you are not sure you are in your place of assignment. All of us are not going to be preaching this way. But we will have enough from his word and from praying and talking, dialoguing with him to be the best engineer, the best doctor. Come on. Your vocation is a ministry. Maybe you don't know that. Because God must be glorified there. Somebody said, you haven't told me. How did God solve the problem? He said, hey, 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 hey. My presence will go with you. Hey. And I will give you rest. Glory be to God in the highest. But that was in the Old Testament. What of the New Testament? Much more. The consummation of all these things happened in the New Testament. For David to be saying, your presence. For Moses to be saying, your presence. For Jacob to say, if you will go with me and accompany me and bring me back to this. What did they know that we are taking lightly? How does he apply to us? To us, it's not just his presence. It is his presence fully well. But his presence is not just like a garment to us. Yes, it is. But much more than that. He said, really? Yeah. After I said, put on the new man. Put on. Put on. Put on the new man. Hallelujah. That's what the Bible says. So it's like a garment. But much more than that. So what is it? It's on the inside. And not just on the inside. Every area of your life where you're looking for the promise of God, if you get into the New Testament, look for in Him, in whom, in Christ, by whom. You'll be shocked. You will find everything you're looking for settled. I give you an example. There is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ. Come on, are you here? You will struggle with condemnation. For a long time until you know that in him you can never be condemned until you know that hear it in, uh, in a more contemporary version for clear understanding this is passion translation so now the case is closed concluded there remains no accusing voice of condemnation against those who are joined in life union is somebody hearing me? So it's not just with you. It's a hybrid life. It's a life with God that cannot be separated. 
when you see yourself that way, you will stand your ground. I feel the fire all over my veins. You will occupy where God has put you. You will establish and you will multiply. That's the comfort of the Holy Ghost. Everywhere you see in Christ, this version says, you are in a life union with him. Here, Ephesians 1, 3. This is interesting. Every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realm has already been lavished upon us as a love gift from our wonderful heavenly father, the father of our Lord Jesus, all because, come on, all because, is somebody hearing me? He sees us, is somebody hearing me? As what? All because he sees us what? Wrapped into Christ. Hallelujah. And that's why I'm celebrating. So when he looks at me, he sees me wrapped into Christ. Every time he looks at me vis-a-vis -vis the covenant, I, my life is a union with the life of Christ. You can't separate us. And with that knowledge, I walk where he sent me. I stand where he sent me. I take authority and I expect result. Is somebody getting me? Now you can begin to understand what they understood in the early church. Luke 24, 49. He said, look, 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 look. Tell you in Jerusalem until you are endued with power from above. I don't send you without going with you. And when that is settled in your personal life, settled in my personal life, when we come together, we know why we're here. When we agree, whether by proxy or physically, we know what we're doing. The Bible says if we don't, if we settle it, nothing can change it. So you see, a lot depends on you. Whether for your personal life, for your marriage, for your local assembly, for your nation. It depends on you. Say, so what if I don't? Okay. God will make sure that those who do have peace. Jeremiah 29, 7. Until the hearty God will show himself what you. Until the gentle is himself gentle. It is how you decide to make it. 29, 7 says, pray for the peace of that place. Seek his peace because then you will have peace. And you continue to increase. So then the churches were at peace. And they were edified. And walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Ghost, they never cease to multiply. I speak multiplication over your lives. In the name of Jesus, I say I miss the battle. They may be standing waiting for the downfall. Ah. You'll be the one to say, God bless you. Because you are not alone. And you will accomplish the reason why he has called you. And much more. In the name of Jesus. I'm not joking. That's the truth. That's Christianity. It's not a play. 
And that's why we celebrate him, you see. See, because when he looks at us, he sees us enwrapped in him. And that's why we celebrate him. It's all for his glory. Your blessing, your upliftment, your promotion is his glory. You didn't choose me. Have you forgotten? Now, because you have a little bit of uh, substance, you don't think that you're the one that made yourself. Who are you? See, I chose you and I appoint you. And I made up my mind to make sure that you bear fruit. So why now? Why are you now? Why are you deprived? He said, He gives my father great pleasure that you bear fruit. <laughs> he wants to be glorified in your prosperity. I speak peace in your home. In the name of Jesus. I speak understanding to your minds and your hearts. In the name of Jesus. You are head, you are not here. You are a king on earth. In the name of Jesus. By virtue of the blood I shed on Calvary. You will finish well. In the name of Jesus. I say you will prosper. In the name of Jesus. I say in him was life. And the life was the light of man. And the light, what? Shines in darkness. I say shine in the name of Jesus. Oh, glory be to God in the highest. I say glory be to God in the highest. He said, let your light shine. I say, shine in the name of Jesus. Your testimonies will continue to abound. In the name of Jesus. On account of you, Nigeria will never go under. In the name, I'm not talking you proud. I'm saying the truth. I say, on account of you, Nigeria will never go under. In the name of Jesus. It is well with you. Father, we give you praise. We give you honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Aren't you glad you're a Nigerian? Aren't you glad God can depend on you? Aren't you glad you cannot be drowned by the darkness of this world? Aren't you glad you're not just going to win? You'll be a way pointer to many. That's why when God blesses you, it makes you a blessing. You will finish well. You will see your children's children. In the name of Jesus. And I agree with you right now. Every force that is working hard to make sure you don't get there. I say I join my force with you in the name of Jesus. I today let the fire of Ghost descend and destroy in the name of Jesus. I decree your liberty. I decree your confidence. You will finish well. I say in Jesus' name, you will finish well. God will be glorified in your lives. In the name of Jesus. That's why we celebrate you. Because he always sees us enwrapped in him. Take all the glory. Now, if you are seeking your body, listen to me. Don't believe the lie of the devil. You will return to testify. So I rebuke that sickness in the name of Jesus. I stand my place in him. I say, your spirit of infirmity, go in the name of Jesus. Because by his stripes, these are healed. So I say be healed in the name of Jesus. Write us. We'd like to share your joy. God will give your doctors, your consultants, your handlers divine wisdom. You will testify in Jesus' name. We know that you have been tremendously blessed by this message. For additional information and materials from Pastor Taiwo Odukoya, please contact us at the Founding of Life Church, 12 Industrial Estate Road by PZ Industries of Town Planning Way in Lupeju, Lagos. PO Box 698, Shemolu, Lagos. Visit our website at www.tfolc.org. Thank you. 
God bless you.